Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at GBS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning London time on Thursday the 12th of October. Today the world's economists, once again, transform into their alter egos as used car dealers. It is, in other words, time for US consumer price inflation data to be released. Used cars are a small weighting but with huge volatility and there is some uncertainty about how much used car prices may contribute to both the headline and core inflation rates due today. Used car prices are falling, but falling prices in the marketplace do not always immediately translate with the same force into the data recorded in consumer price inflation. One fun fact is that the regional variation in new car price inflation is greater than the regional variation in used car price inflation. Otherwise, of the three inflation waves that developed economies have experienced since the pandemic, the transitory US durable goods price inflation has been in deflation territory since December of last year and is not likely to be a major inflation driver at the moment. Energy prices are likely to be less disinflationary than they have been, but be aware that gasoline prices have been less affected by the rise in crude oil prices than has been the case in the past. Finally, profit-led inflation has been under pressure. Consumers are less willing to accept price increases, but this tolerance for profit margin expanding price increases is not always consistent across industries. Different demand patterns mean that different sectors may get away with different price and profit gains. One thing that does not get enough attention is the fact that middle-income homeowners of the United States now face significantly lower cost-of-living increases than the average consumer price inflation data implies. A quarter of the consumer price index is the fictional owner's equivalent rent price, which absolutely no one pays. The inflation for that is still running at a 75 to 8% range, when the reality is that nearly every US homeowner has no increase in the direct cost of owning real estate. Excluding owner's equivalent rent is not a case of economists removing things to make the number lower. If you own your own home, you genuinely have much more spending firepower than the headline consumer price inflation implies. This means that the real earnings or wages data, also published today, should be downplayed. The stronger middle-income house owners' spending firepower has been a critical part of the resilience of the US consumer spending data and the soft landing scenario that implies. It's also worth stressing the regional variation in inflation excluding owners' equivalent rent does remain quite high. The US, in many ways, has more of a Florida problem than it has an inflation problem. The US also arguably has a Federal Reserve problem. The minutes of the Fed released last night showed that policymakers remain data-dependent. In other words, there's no policy framework, they're winging it. The risk coming out of this is that markets will overreact to every data point that is released, and because data is less reliable and more dramatically revised, 
as the Fed acknowledged, that gives an increase in volatility to policy expectations. The language of recent Fed speakers has not roughly a quarter of 1% off of 10-year bond yields, however, and that may signal that there is some longer-term thinking from some members of the Federal Reserve. We'll get the ECB's account of the meeting today. Markets are not holding their breath for significant insights there. Elsewhere, Japanese producer price data for September came in lower than expected. There does seem to be a downside bias to the Japanese price data of late. UK's GDP for the month of August showed a gain, but these numbers can be quite volatile. The Bank of England Credit Condition Survey will be of interest in the wake of quite a few rate hikes over recent months, and the tendency for the UK to borrow at a variable rate or something very close to it. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.